0: If you're gonna get in the ring, you better keep your gloves up. Are you ready? Fight. With such positive feedback on my last boxing analogy, I'm gonna lay another one out there because it's been on my mind. But before I do, I've got a couple of plugs I need to make. This time I'll try and keep it a little bit shorter. Design Today is a Slack community and free courses and coaching. And I want you to get involved with it. Check out all the details on designtoday.com. newly released is the hour long one hour coaching sessions where we can dive deep to get you unstuck, whether it be with your portfolio interviewing or the next steps in your UX career. I'm offering 40% off to anyone who wants to book a coaching session between now and July 10th using the promo code, put me in coach all one word. You can see that again in the show notes. So let's get back into the ring. Episode 76 talked about the need to have quick feet and how we move around in the ring, how we roll with the punches and pivot into position. This was likened to a UX designer pivoting with new information and modifying their approach based on an ever-changing set of variables. Today we're talking about the need to keep those gloves up. If you've ever watched a traditional boxing match, you'll see boxers keep their gloves up near their temples and their forearms pinched close together on the side of their face. This is to keep those incoming blows from connecting too solidly with their face. To take a shot to the face is nothing to joke about. Even someone who doesn't appear to be too intimidating can land a good shot and knock you square on your back. Taking one to the face will throw you off pace and oftentimes it's hard for a boxer to bounce back afterwards. Mike Tyson famously said, and it's one of my all-time favorite quotes, everyone's got a plan till they get punched in the mouth. As a UX designer, we need to keep those heavy blows from connecting too closely with our process. That's not to say that our UX process is gonna come out unscathed, but instead, we need to minimize the blows we take. In this analogy, I want you to consider that a few of those incoming punches are unintentional biases that creep into our project. The different types of biases are limitless. In fact, in preparing for this rant, I tried to research all the different types, and I failed to do so. A source doesn't exist. There are biases that can creep up in all different parts of your process, in data collection, data analysis, data interpretation, and other types of research or respondent situations. Today, for the sake of time and popularity, I want to address two different biases that I see creep into UX projects. The first is confirmation bias. What is confirmation bias? When an individual forms a hypothesis or belief in their mind and uses respondents information to confirm that belief. Now, what does that look like? Well, let's first break out of the UX world. We live in a day and age where information is found in excess across the internet. World-renowned scientists can have just as much of a platform as your local Subway sandwich artist. All it takes is a social media account or a blog site, and you can publish something of your own opinion. Now, when the next person comes along, they might completely agree or disagree with your opinion, but for those who do agree, they've now found you and placed you as a source of truth for what they want to believe. To be more specific, if you wanted to believe in Bigfoot, you could find enough evidence to support that. If you wanted to argue his existence, there's more than enough places where you could find that research as well. And UX this might look like someone who's dead set on a certain feature doing a certain thing or looking a certain way. Upon conducting your research, you interpret the data to prove your hypothesis is right, all while ignoring the pieces of data that say the opposite. In other words, you wanted to be right and you found a way to prove you're right. This is confirmation bias. And if you take a right hook to the face with some confirmation bias, your process is going to be a little bit wobbly unless you can get it back on track. Another type of bias I want to look at is survivorship bias. I grew intrigued with this type of bias upon hearing a true story from World War II. And instead of trying to describe survivorship bias myself, I thought I'd share the story instead. This little bit is going to come straight from Wikipedia, and they're not my words. During World War II, the statistician Abraham Wald took survivorship bias into his calculations when considering how to minimize bomber losses to enemy fire. The Statistical Research Group, or SRG, at Columbia University, which Wald was a part of, examined the damage done to an aircraft that had returned from missions and recommended adding armor to the areas that weren't showing any damage. To help you visualize this, imagine a bird's eye view of an airplane and red dots peppered all over it that represent where the airplanes that returned home were hit. Wald's suggestion of adding armor to where the red dots weren't contradicted the US military's conclusion that the most hit areas of the airplane needed additional armor. Wald noted that the military only considered the aircrafts that had survived their missions, and bombers which had been shot down or otherwise lost had logically also been rendered unavailable for assessment. The holes in the returning aircraft then represented areas where the bombers could take damage and still return home safely. Thus, Wahl proposed that the Navy reinforce areas where the returning aircrafts were unscathed since those were the areas that if hit, would cause the plane to be lost. Such a cool story to illustrate what survivorship bias looks like in the real world, but what does it look like in product world? How often do we look at different data or analytics to determine what we deem to be the right course of action? Normally UX designers are itching to look at the data and make data informed decisions, but this can be rushed and we can draw the wrong conclusions. Before allowing survivorship bias to rock us off course, take a moment to analyze where this data comes from and what data isn't being reported. Could the data that isn't being reported influence the data that is being reported? And when knowing that, change your conclusions. As I stated at the beginning, there are all different types of biases that could smack you in the face during a project. Be aware of the potential incoming punches. Stay light on your feet, keep your gloves up, and keep working at it. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone. Share it with a friend or a coworker. Subscribe, leave a review. Anything you can do to show your support is deeply appreciated. See you next week.